what it do what it do it's your girl just be real and welcome back for another episode of just be real podcast today i'm gonna get a little political with it so y'all know how i do enough chatting let's get real hey guys what's going on i didn't want to be like the common cliche and go ahead and try to talk about the politics of what's going on with you know joe biden and kamala harris um so i wanted to wait a little bit so i think i waited a long bit but either way i'm here so we're going to chat it up and you know see what it's hitting for so today's topic is called radical racist the revolution has been televised now we know the common saying from Black Panthers, the revolution has not been televised, but I feel like this point we're in a breakthrough and a breaking point, given all we've been through in 2020 for this year, um, you know, with all the senseless murders acts upon us as a Black community. And, you know, this whole pandemic as a whole show the true display, display the true colors of what America, KKK added in America, is really about. Um, it showed that really, even though we've built this country and it's been on our backs, it's, we still don't get the gratitude or the credit we deserve, especially us black women. But that's a whole nother podcast for a whole nother day, bro. We're not even going to get into that one. But nonetheless, um, it, it's it's been the last four years with Trump. And I know I know for myself, as probably many other um, millennials or black females out there or black millennials, it's, it's been a crazy, tumultuous four years. Um, if you were fortunate like myself um, and were born in 1990, when you turned 18, which was the year of 2008, you had the privilege of voting for probably Barack Obama. Um, so it was kind of dope to be having your first time registering as a first time voter. And lo and behold, you have a black president as the option to check off on the ballot. Do you know how invigorating and motivating that was um, for for me? I know for me, I can speak for myself. I'm not going to speak for anybody else. But for me, that was so refreshing because it came back to the mindset of me thinking when Tupac said, no matter if we haven't sent, we ain't ready to see a black president. And then to know that years later, even a decade or so later, we get a black president. You know what I'm saying? At that, the 44th president. And y'all know how I feel about the number 44 because that is my favorite number and my old basketball number. And um, it was just so dope to know that I was part of the contribution to be on that ballot to get that man into office. And of course, none other than Joe Biden was his VP straight out of Delaware, all held Delaware. Y'all know how I feel about Delaware. Anybody who know, I know you've heard it one time, one too many. If y'all know this is your first time chiming in the Just Be Real podcast, I am a proud Delaware State alum. So Hornets all day, Joe Biden hails from the state of Delaware. Um, when they did the actual announcement for his presidency as president-elect and Kamala Harris, they were actually in Wilmington, Delaware, literally five minutes from my old crib where I used to live um, and 10 minutes from my job right at Chase Riverfront. So that was pretty dope to watch and witness and know exactly what was going on. Um, I don't know if y'all ever heard, but never seen the tweet, but Joe Biden is biased. He says Dell State is his favorite HBCU in the country. If y'all don't want to see it, go Google it. It'll definitely pop up for y'all. But I mean, listen, he's a, even though he is a blue hen, he went to UD, he still shows us mad love and the fact that we're the only HBCU in the first state. Yes, the first state. Um, it says a lot right there within itself. So, I mean, hey, it is what it is. But back to being on track, um, I feel like with Trump is more of a fascism and a communism type of uh, approach he took with his presidency and the time of his four years of being in power. Um, I feel like it was more of a direct power where it kind of mimicked Hitler. And it's crazy because I've always seen several references to Trump and Hitler on several occasions. 
And their styles of presidency or let's say uh, taking charge or being the commander in chief were very, very similar. And I'm putting air quotes on commander in chief because, you know, he a reality star. My man's is nowhere near politically inclined to run a country but you know what i'm saying i guess when you got those white dollars to dry your white tears and you're not paying taxes you can just do whatever the fuck you want to do huh pretty much how that went for this man um he pretty much was birthed into inheritance where his family as we all if you don't know were a part of the clan um white supremacists <laughs> if we want to say the least and um it's pretty much how they say you know you learn learn behaviors in the household it's all about who raised you yeah that's how this was for this orange cheeto yes i said orange cheeto it is what it is i don't care how you feel um and if i'm ruffling feathers and there's actually african americans out there that were pro-trump <laughs> guess what kiss my ass i don't really care about you you're part of the problem okay we'll come back to you later though um besides the point it it, it mimicked hitler in, in the way he approached it and i think that also stems from the karl marx times of being in the soviet union which is ussr which is now known as russia um i don't know if you guys paid attention in social studies but um soviet union was the prior term to be able to affiliate there just like constantinople was the prior name for Istanbul. I know I'm taking a little history lesson, so irrelevant, but y'all know I like a little bit of fun facts. But um, it was more of how it was for the Soviet Union um, back in the day. Uh, Karl Marx, which was a Marxism, where, you know, fascists believe that liberal democracy is obsolete in regard to that of complete mobilization of society under a totalitarian one party. Pretty much saying, I'm running this shit. You're going to listen to what I got to say. And if you ain't listening to what I got to say, then you just going to get reprimanded. And that's just how it was. Pretty much, I would have to say when I'm thinking about it now, it was a way of trying to be enslaving people from their own right to be able to have a voice and a thought. And if that's the whole point of what the society is about, of being individuals and have individuality, then why would you want to be able to be under something so cruel and suppresses you as an individual? beyond me but you know what <laughs> them caucasoids be on some necks man we already know because look at how we got here to america but another news um because you know in world war ii which was like in 1945 it was like you know it was right for you to be have the ideology of a neo-fascist behavior so you had people like benito mussolini who was pretty much the ruler over italy you had adolf hitler who's a ruler over germany germany excuse me can't even talk germany and i feel like with trump he kind of looked at those men as i want to say idols and kind of i want to say pence being his spokesperson or his mouthpiece kind of went ahead and was like well let's see what they were doing in the western culture y'all see how i'm saying western culture Yes, the Western European culture, let's be specific. And let's take some of them, you know, some of their practices and try to bring them over here to a democracy because we're not in a tyranny. We're not in a dictatorship and try to turn a democratic society into a totalitarian society. You can't do that, bruh. I know the Constitution and the, you know, everything was never built for it to be in our favor. And I'm talking about in our favor. I'm talking about blacks. Um, mainly I'm not dismissing any other minority, but I can only speak on my behalf of me being a black woman in today. Um, it's more so of a mindset of, let me see how further I can push the button to go ahead and rule over everything and everybody, not caring who you are, or what you are. And there's always going to be a couple idiots. Like we can all see those caucasoids, them horribly aged white women 
who have probably been the same ones that were probably the ones trying to sick dogs and lie on us and our black men who are now grown men as today of the baby boomer generation saying, hey, he touched me or he looked at me wrong and the whole time lying, you know, causing lynchings and unnecessary violence towards us on our community because they're feeling inferior because they don't have the mindset or capacity to be able to flourish the way that we can. Because, you know, we're innovators. That's what we do. We make something out of nothing. If y'all ain't realize, a lot of us for soul food, soul food is not making something out of nothing. Chitlins. Chitlins are hog's guts. Of course, we're going to get the last pieces of the hog because y'all going to take the bacon and the ham and, you know, do what y'all got to do. But you're going to give us, you know, the last pretty much pieces that y'all don't want to do. That's full of shit because that's what chitlins are. They, they are pig intestines. They're full of shit. You give us that and we make something else. So what do we do? We make a delicacy. We make chitlins. We got collard greens because, you know, we know how to grow, nurture, and take care of our own. Got collard greens. You got stuff like where we just make something out of nothing. And that's just something as a culture we've always done. We were always given the scraps. And to this day, ham hocks. Come on now. A lot of what we eat, turkey necks, pig feet. You know those are not things. Chicken feet, brand, cow brain. Come on. Now, if y'all from the South... Y'all know what I'm talking about. Chicken gizzards, all that. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Y'all families, there got to be somebody at least in y'all family that's from the South. Door. They ate that as a normal because that's what they were used to. Like, as slaves, they were just giving the scraps. Like, literally, we were treated like pigs. Pigs get slop. We were just given slop. But we made the slop a delicacy and made it so freaking popping. It can't be touched that nowadays people are trying to overhear and colonize stuff like potato salad. And colonize macaroni and cheese. Let me tell you something, Becky. Um, all these vegetables and stuff you're trying to put something in our potato salad, that's not how we do it, boo. Okay? Y'all need to start using some seasoning on y'all chicken. Maybe I might learn a little something because it's not supposed to be caught as pale as you are. You know what? I'm just going, I'm going to just leave that. I'm going to leave that alone. I'm going to just leave that alone. But y'all feel where I'm going with this. Like, this is just something where we're just used to having to strive and to put our best foot forward in plenty of situations where it's always against our odds. And... And Trump showed us how much we were so divided in these four years up until this until 2020, which really I feel 2020 was a big part of showing us true, clear vision of how much the system is really against us. The way we banded together this year was unfathomable, like from George Floyd. Uh, first of all, let's start from Kobe, from Kobe's passing, Kobe and Gigi Burns passing, may they continue to rest in peace. From that point in January, pretty much this whole year, I it's been an uproar, and I've loved to see it. Given there's been some sudden passings of great icons and legends in, in the culture, um, we still came together and just thought like, hey, we're better together than we are apart. And it's beautiful to watch because they're so quick to say black on black crime or African-Americans do this and there's a stigma for that and a stereotype for this. And for us to come together when it really mattered, marching in those streets, protesting, you know, out there to vote. Like, this is what I'm talking about. Stacey Abrams, big hats and kudos off to her. Getting young voters out there to vote, first time voters. If it wasn't for a woman like her, Georgia would have never turned blue. Mind you, HBCU women made that happen. Stacey Abrams, who is an HBCU grad, helped out Keisha Lance Bottoms, who happens to be my soror as well, and a FAMU alum. Come on now. Your vice president is from Howard University, the Mecca 
of HBCUs, the Mecca of Divine Nine. Come on now, at that being a part of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated, the first black female organization? Come on now. You can't tell me HBCUs ain't out here doing a damn thing because we doing a damn thing. But everybody want to question, well, what can an HBCU degree get you? They want to discriminate and eliminate. Well, why would you want to go to a school where people look like you and you're not going to get far in life if you go to HBCU? Well, let me tell you something, baby. Look at my VP elect Kamala Harris, a minority woman, and she's out there and she graduated from Howard Pooh. <laughs> and what were you saying? Oh, why? That's what I thought. But I feel like we broke so many barriers this year. And I just want us to keep the momentum and keep that unity that we've been thriving and striving for for so long. Um, It's unfortunate it took so much unfortunate events for us to get here. But one thing I can thank Trump for is showing us and showing showing us as the black community how much we how stronger we are in numbers. Um, if there's one thing he might have done, he might have done everything under the fucking book wrong, which we can all probably attest to. But one thing we can definitely say for sure is he definitely showed us how much we are stronger together. And that I will thank him for. Everything else, he can kiss my black ass. Okay. Um, so, you know, with that saying, like I said, the start of 2020 being televised, which was George Floyd, I feel like that was a part of the revolution now being televised. Um, Showing us out there in those streets those days, and I mean days of endless rioting, days of endless protests, days of people getting locked up, days of people just not, you know, I'm literally talking about like day in, day out, sleeping outside, just going for the culture. It was just like amazing to watch. Um, You know, when they say the revolution will not be televised, he pretty much was saying must have a revolution because the manifest of injustices simply could not be allowed, but were awakened not now given this is from Gil Scott Her- um, Heron, which is the one man who actually was from the Black Panther Party who made this statement. Um, I feel like now it's, it shows that, you know what, we know that the revolution has to be now televised. We know that they're, that we manifest, manifest these injustices that have gone without being seen, said, or heard, or even acknowledged. Um, that for years we've just bypassed and just let it happen. And I, I think now, I think it's, it's just a, it's a mild step in the right direction. There's just so much more we have to do to keep going. Um, but I have no fear or doubt that given with my generation, because my generation, I know for a fact, Gen X, Millennial, Gen Y, um, Gen Xers, um, and the, uh, you know, the Gen Z, we are the generation that's not allowing nobody to talk to us crazy. We the generation that's like, all right, we're breaking generational curses. We're going to stop letting, you know, society dictate to us what we can and cannot do. We're going to move on our own time, on our own schedule. We're not going to let the pressures of society say otherwise. Um, pretty much we're saying like, yeah, you went ahead and might have been able to disrespect my grandparents and my parents, but baby, you got the right one with this one because we're going to fight back. And I think that's what I love is the fire and the passion behind my generation and the generation prior and the generation after. Um, there's no... There's no way of not saying that we're not resilient. We're not just letting it like you knock us down. We coming back up 10 times stronger. But just know if we come back 10 times stronger, we got an army of 10 more behind us. Like it's just so dope to see. And it's so I just feel so privileged to be a part of that bridge um, of resilience. Um, Because, you know, you had ancestors who fought to have this the same rights and privileges. You know what I'm saying? But to be able to honor them by, you know, exercising the rights to vote, by exercising 
the privilege to go ahead and march and stand for something is like, yo, this is dope as I don't know what, bruh. And um, I feel with that, I think for me, it was the step of Obama being the first official step with Biden by his side. Um, by Obama going into office and as the 44th president and him having his two term uh, two terms, it was a great eight years. The first president to actually not have any scandals or incidents that happened while he was in his actual term of presidency. Barack, you're a real one, bruh. Um, and I think that was so dope. And I think having Joe Biden as his VP and him learning under him, I think I want to say that Joe Biden kind of was Obama's apprentice in a way. Um, it was a beautiful thing to watch and knowing that his first lady was also into politics. Um, first lady, Michelle Obama. Um, it was like, it was a, it was a great team. Um, and I feel like they exuded everything that was necessary to show what a president and a vice president should be able to uphold in their duties of being a commander in chief, which is literally, I can follow you because you know what you're doing, you know what you're about, and you know exactly how to get it done without having to have a bunch of mess. Because if we still had the actual funding that Obama had put away originally for worldwide spread of diseases and uh, diseases and state of emergency cares like this, we would not be in month nine or whatever month we're in. Yeah, month nine of being in a pandemic with just a $1,200 stimulus check to last us for those nine months, okay? This would have been nipped in the bud if Trump never would have drained the funding that was necessary because he wanted to be greedy that Obama created because he's just about despises Obama so much. We wouldn't be in this situation right now. And I'm pretty sure it was eye opening just not on the, the physical aspect, but the mental and emotional aspect. I know so many people who have had to face demons within these nine months because they're stuck and confided in four walls that they were never allowed to before because outside was open. And I just feel like it was a way of God saying, I'm going to slow y'all down since I don't want to slow down. And I'm going to show you how real it's going to get. And this is when I'll be saying that if the power is not in man, it's in God's hands. But we're not going to preach on this here good Sunday. Okay. But I just feel like Joe Biden's going to give us what we need. He's going to... I just feel like with him having... Ob and I think, with like I said, him learning from or being the right-hand man to Obama helped him be able to have a better understanding in the role he was coming into now as president-elect. Now, what I will say is this. As Barack Obama, it was never a hard pill, pill to swallow with him being the first black president. There was Even though we knew his mother was Caucasian, um, his father was African. It was never a real issue of topic of discussion to bring up as a real true debate of, uh, on his blackness. Now, this is where I have an issue um, with Kamala Harris. It's an issue like she's not fully black. She's part Indian, blah, 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 yada, 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 whatever. Who cares? Last time I checked with these caucasoids, when they say one drop rule, with one drop of black in you, you're black. And that's what it is. But it doesn't matter. She's still a, she's a minority in any aspect, period. And I think that's because she's a black woman. They're going to give her more hell and try to pick her apart because that's what they do with us. We can never just be. They have to find a negative. They have to find something they can be able to build off of because we're so resilient and we're so strong and we're so quick to just bounce back because that's what we are used to having to do, that it's hard to break us down. So they're going to find any way possible. Well, she's Indian. Okay, and great. What's the point? She's still a minority. That still doesn't discredit her from going to HBCU. That still doesn't discredit her, discredit her being having black blood in her lineage. That still doesn't discredit her. Decred no. 
I could say I'm getting passionate. That still doesn't discredit her as being a part of a BGLO, Black Greek Letter Organization, which proves to the point that she's about her people and for her people. Now, there may have been some discriminatory situations where she might have done stuff in the past that you didn't agree with her when she was in Senate. Possible. I can agree with you. But the purpose is what we have to see is the bigger picture is we have somebody who is a double minority to represent. I know for us as major as black women to have somebody in the White House and the fact that we have a black woman in the White House before a white woman, baby, y'all better understand that is a word from God himself in physical form. You got a black woman. In the White House before a white woman, yet and still you had Susan B. Anthony fighting for women's rights who, who wanted to fight for women to have rights before black men to have rights for the women's suffrage march. She wasn't wrote, run, running for us. Oh, no, 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 honey. She was never going for us. But Susan B. Anthony was going for white women to have privileges and rights the same as the white man before the black man was given that privilege. Hence why the civil rights movement came into place. See, I don't want to take out a church real quick. But see, that's when it's, that's when my sorority came into play, Delta Sigma Theta for Women's Suffrage March, when we were on the scene on March, March 1913 and went ahead about ourselves to jump in that march because we felt we needed our own representation yet again. Who's got to step in to only to understand us and fight for us? Our own kind. The sooner we get it, the easier life will be. See, and it's always the degradation of trying to bring somebody else down that's in the same culture characterization and goes through the same woes and struggles. Yet and still, y'all want that to be your competition? The crabs in a barrel mentality, baby, it's never going to succeed. I just, like I said, I don't understand why Kamala Harris can get to get her credit for being a black woman who's educated and really and already in the White House. Can we just leave it at that? We have some type of representation of us in the White House. We've had Obama. Now we got Kamala. Let it be, people. We can have further discussions. I'm always open to it. But y'all, I be feeling like y'all be focused on the wrong things. And that's just really what it is. Like, it's a bigger picture. And I get little details make up the bigger picture. But y'all be focused on the wrong things. Um, I feel like there was no direct line of change with Trump. But the progression towards to attempt to rebuild the broken system was beginning to start under Obama. Um, I don't feel like you can clean up everything of how many hundreds of years of fucked up systematic depression oppression for our culture in a matter of eight years i feel like it takes diligence of constant people who come behind to try to fix that broken system um it was an attempt and i feel like because biden was a part of it he's going to be able to continue to flourish and flush it out a little further um and hopefully it's going to be within the next eight years especially with kamala alongside of him um and especially with his committee i know he has a lot of hbcu grads and bglo people on his team so hopefully they are giving him the right message um and knowing exactly what's necessary for us um biden and harris is the first non-ivy league presidential duo i don't know if y'all know that but yeah they're the first presidential duo to not have an ivy league degree ud is not ivy i know i used to love the street from it it's a pwi but it's not an ivy league school we know Howard ain't no Ivy League school, even though it's a, it's a Ivy, it's a black Ivy League to us black folks, but it's not an Ivy League. Do you know how much that shows how no matter where you go or what you do in life, if your representation of what you are about and who you are as a person displays in your character and you can be able to articulate it in an understanding for the people to understand you and know that you're for them and by them, that's all that matters. 
I just think that's so dope because it's like they're breaking barriers. And I think that's what we need. We need to shake the table a little bit on some K Michelle. Let me shake the table. Just shake it a little bit. I think I do too much. Just shake it. Just 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 a little bit. Just a little bit. Um, you know, and I just feel like at the past we can just look at what we what they've done and yeah, like I said before, and not agree on all aspects, especially, you know, crime bills. We know, if you don't know, research it because I ain't going to give y'all too much. But at the same time, like I said, it's not about what they can do. It's, it's not about what they've done. It's about what they can do now. And given that the country is in their hands, I'm not saying that they're going to be amazing, but I am going to try to up. I know on my personal account, I'm going to try to uphold them for what is necessary and what the promises that they made. I know Biden specifically said he wanted to thank the African-American community because without us, he wouldn't have voted. And I think that was dope for him to acknowledge that and know that a lot of us are what put you here, but no, just because we put you here, we're going to make sure you're doing right by us. And I know he said he's going to do it, but I'm going to, I know in my heart, I'm going to make sure he does. Um, especially because they have higher authority now. Like they're not just a senator. They're not, they're not just senators anymore. They're not, he's not just a VP. He's a vice, he's a president now. So like it takes you to a whole nother letter of stature and expectations that we're expecting you to, to do your due diligence as you verbally contract on your verbal bilateral contract to us which if y'all know what that is look it up to state that this is what you're going to do and this is how you're going to do it um now there's a proper representation i feel but still requires all skin folk and kin folk now um we have proper representation and like i said some of you you know some of us is out there that's still trump supporters why i don't know but just because we have people in there don't get it twisted to feel like because we have Kamala like, oh, you know, it's going to be a big change and you have all this pressure and weight being put on her. That's not fair to her because she's still a human. Um, and it's not just them. They still have Congress. They have Senate. And at this present moment with the Republicans taking the House of Senate, unless we get the right votes for Demo the Democrats, nothing's going to ever get passed to be in our favor. So voting is still mandatory. Please still be diligent. Your local, given we had the big picture, which we know, which was Joe and Kamala, but within your state, within your county, within your city, it's still major for you to vote so we can have those those bills and those necessary votes passed. You know what I'm saying? Um, As long as the Re Republicans is in there, they not going for anything. Y'all know them pockets is tight as a quarter is not even long. I mean, not even a quarter. Just take two dimes and a, a nickel. That's how tight they are. They're like, I don't want to keep all my coins, period, down to the penny. Um, I feel like the anxiety, though, now y'all feel me. The anxiety we experienced for them three days when we didn't know who the hell was going to be our president. Bruh, between, I'm going to tell y'all, between Georgia, Pennsylvania, and Nevada, oh, y'all was stressing me out, okay? Out. Especially on Nevada. I didn't understand what was going on with them, but Georgia had me scared, so did PA. But when I seen them turn blue, baby, and I seen them numbers, I was like, whoo, whoo, mm. my, my God today. And votes were still being counted. And the fact that Bi Trump is trying to say Biden tried to rig the election, like you're just a sore loser. Fucking cry, baby. Get over it. Like you're gone. And I want y'all to know he's not going to make this easy. Like 
The fact this man did not put up Obama's picture in the White House, but along with all the rest of the president, goofy. The fact that he doesn't want to try to leave the White House talking about it was rigged, goofier. Like, come on now. Like, he's not about to go out of this White House without swinging. And baby, it's going to be a shit show. So I will be ready to watch and pull up with popcorn because I have the strongest feeling he's not going to try to make it easy for Joe to come in. Period. What? Come on now. Sore sportsmanship. That's what we're going to call it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like I said, um, Trump, <laughs> a joke. But COVID-19, um, having a re-shutdown, the next plan to see what will be done up until 20, for, for up, up, now that we're up to like, see, we'll see what's going to be done for 2021. And now that we're up like almost 200,000, I want to say 300,000 people and deaths from COVID alone, because we're in the second wave of this. Um, I'm interested in seeing what Biden and Harris are going to do to try to put the implementations to get this under control. Um, I feel like it's not going to be done overnight, but I feel like um, I'm interested to see what their first steps are towards progression of trying to clean up Trump's raggedy ass mess. Um, Just because it's been nine months, like that's a lot, like nine months worth of illness. That's not going to be easy to do within a month or two months, especially when you already have majority of the country half open half closed and some people are taking it seriously some people are taking it as a joke um where they're like this health and safety thing is not really their first thing or priority so that's interesting i'm i'm interested to see what that's going to be like um uh i just think it's crazy to me that we're still in this um but again I I'd st- I still respect Biden for recognizing African-Americans and their contribution to his votes of getting him in office. Um, and I still respect Kamala for being a black woman, especially from HU and AKA to show what HBCUs can really do. Like they're, they're both great representations. Um, I still think it brings up the controversial debate on her true ethnocentrism. Again, people just feel like she should show more love to her black side since that's what the majority of what she is. But you can't make her pick and choose her cultures and her her roots. Like she she has she's multicultural. She's bicultural. So like it, it's going to be what's going to be. Um, but I feel like it shouldn't matter. And that ethnocentrism shouldn't overpower the 55 percent of white women who are the ones who voted for the MAGA, which is make America great again. But the same ones that were in the streets, probably protesting for Black Lives Matter. Now, that's something that I can't get over. The same 55 percent of women, which actually went up by 2 percent because last year was 50, like the year before uh, four years ago, was 53 percent. They actually went up 2%, which is a lot, honestly. Um, and I feel it's because they white husbands told them what to do. But that's a whole nother story um, where they were probably protesting in the street trying to say, Black Lives Matter, I'm here for this. We got to all be equal. And y'all were the same raggedy, dusty, crusty motherfuckers who turned around and went in that ballot and voted for Trump's raggedy ass. It's them, it's them Beckys you got to watch out. Them Karens and Beckys, them Kins, Karens, Kenneths. And Kimberly's, you got to watch out for them because they're dangerous. They have a facade of a two-faced personality that just can't be touched. And it's so sneaky. Y'all think Eve was sneaky with Adam? Them white women something different. Child, listen. Y'all seen Get Out? Oh, okay. Um, it's, it's just crazy because Amanda Seals always says it's Hannah's. And there's always people that are Hannah's who are advocates, who educate, who enlighten, who inspire, that are Caucasian and know that their privileges and what they've been bestowed upon them. 
and don't take them lightly and really try to use their voice to empower and motivate and really do the best in our interest. And then you got the Beckys who just overshadowed them. It's kind of like you now you got to group them all together. You don't want to do that, though, because there's a very shout out to the Hannah's out there for y'all Hannah's out there. That's really about it and do the work. I commend you and I thank you on my behalf, especially as a black woman, because there's not many of y'all that are out there fighting for people like me. Um, but I respect it. I respect it. Um, and whoever were the 50,000 idiots who voted for Kanye West, your mother's a hoe, period. Um, yeah, I said it. Like, and if y'all were doing it even to try to be funny, it wasn't funny because like you pretty much destroyed votes for no apparent reason just to be a jackass. Congratulations. You're an asshole. I, I, oh, whatever. Um, my biggest issue, though, even outside of the Kanye West people voting, were the ones who didn't vote. The ones who didn't vote who were African-American. I mean, you might have your reasons or stigma, but those that were African-American who did not vote, knowing that your prior ancestors and your probably your grandparents and great grandparents or even your parents fought for the right to even have the privilege of voting. And your dumbass went ahead and chose not to vote as if they weren't getting bit by dogs, holes down and lynched. You're dumb. The ones who are part of BGLOs and chose about upon themselves to not vote. And you know that's a part of what service is. And I, I know all divine nine is a part of service. That's part of what we are. And that's big on your service. And I'm pretty sure your founders stepped up to try to make sure there was a, a availability for you to have that privilege. I, I don't even have words for you. I'm disgusted. Utterly disgusted. And I, I'm, I'm ashamed. I'm ashamed. Um... To know that part that you're a part of Divine Nine. Yeah, I said it. Um, in other news, it's just I, I don't get it. It's just it's it's the vote no voting was shameful, especially like Amanda Seals, with black people who call themselves apolitical. And I'ma leave it at that. Um, and then those who are part of BJLO affiliated, but try to impede the advancing by so much delusional misuse of appropriation and what benefited for them and black the purpose of the whole election to me was egregious, um, egregious, blah, can't even speak right, egregious, and I just don't have respect for it. So, yeah, that's where I'm at with that one. But um, that's really all I wanted to talk about for the most part. I didn't want to get too into this, but um, I am happy to congratulations again to uh, President-elect Joe Biden and Vice President-elect Madam President-elect, well, correction, let me say this again. Congratulations to President-elect Joe Biden and Madam Vice President-elect Kamala Harris. I cannot wait for January to hear them at their inauguration speeches. I think I might even want to go to D.C. to witness that in person um, just to say I was there because it's so important and imperative, I feel, to be a part of that history. Um, I look forward to seeing what they're going to do for the country. I look forward to, to us having a change and a shift in um, our, our societal culture because um, I Excuse me, I feel like now we have a weight uplifted now with Trump being out of office. Um, I, I'm more looking forward to those um student loans. I know I'm not alone, honey. I'm looking towards that because baby girl has some debt, 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 debt. But um, I just feel like it's going to be a good shift and change for us over these next four years from um, 2021 to 2025. Um, and I'm just excited. But y'all already know what it is. 
if y'all want to talk about this, discuss this a little further. I just want to have a conversation with y'all about this. Give y'all my intake, my perspective, because I'm going to just be real about it. Um, but that's what it is. I hope y'all are continuing to stay safe. And I'm going to tell y'all peace and blessings. Like I always say on air, be real, be true, and always be unapologetically you. All right. That was Radical Racist. The revolution must be televised. I mean, we had some tough times, y'all. Y'all know it's a little different. Society's different. The dynamic's different. The world is different. But we're going to have to talk about it. All right, y'all. See y'all next time. Always remember, let's keep it real. I'm glad I'm black and I'm so proud. I'm glad I'm black and I'm so proud. I'm a little scream out loud. So loud, we all need crowns. Pride so high, can't come down. They say, Why you so high, boy? Come down. Pull around, MLK. Life is good and I'm okay. Put the part that on Malcolm X. Feeling so good, I might kiss my ex. I love myself. Yes, I love myself. Yes, I do. Yes, I love myself. Yes, I love myself. Yes, I do. This is all my black skin, you. my black hair, my black boots. I'm so brown, black excellence. Yeah. My black skin, my black hair, my black boots. I'm so brown, black excellence. Yeah. This is all the This is for the culture. Yes, I love myself. Yes, I love myself. Yes, I do.